You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our final guest and topic of today. This afternoon, we're talking to Executive Coach Shirley Adrain, the founder and the CEO of the Career Catalyst Group. But this time, we're not talking about work, and instead, we're talking about life. Last summer, Shirley made a shocking discovery of having lung cancer that spread to her liver, bones, thyroid, adrenal glands, neck, and chest. But it is this devastating discovery that put her on the road of recovery. So, Shirley, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon and sharing your incredible uh, journey with us. Um, how are you doing today? Uh, thanks, Noreen. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm feeling pretty relaxed, actually. I'm feeling quite well. I, I, I think later on in the program, perhaps you can share the, the secrets to that, um, and, and that is the, your recent retreat, um, and we'll get to that <laughs> later on. We are live uh, this afternoon on Facebook, <laughs> so our listeners can, can join us there um, also. So perhaps let's start right from the beginning. Um, Shirley, h- how did you sort of discover that you were unwell? Um, well, I didn't feel unwell. I mean, I, you know, I work out every day. I, I felt fine. Maybe for the couple of weeks beforehand, I felt a bit tired, but um, I, I didn't really feel unwell. I had I had something in my throat, which I thought was a mouth ulcer, um, and I went to the doctor for that because I had had it for a month and it hadn't gone away. I also had uh, sore bits between my ribs, and I thought I'd been lifting weights, you know, too heavy, and I'd, I'd torn the cartilage. So. I didn't link these two things and I, and I wasn't worried about them. But I went to see a doctor and she said, I didn't mention the ribs, I just mentioned the throat. And, and then she said, go and see an ENT and I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll just be some, you know, vocal nodule. So I went to see the ENT and he looked down my throat and he said, there's nothing there, but I can feel a big lump on your, on your neck. So he said, go and get an x-ray, which I did in the same building. So 15 minutes later, I came back with an x-ray. I still wasn't worried. It was, it was a chest x-ray. Um, and then he put it up on the board and, I, and said, oh, my goodness, you've got a big mass on your lungs. And I can see all these other masses. And, and then, you know, then I was very shocked. And the next day I had a CT scan and then I saw an oncologist and I had... Um, a full PET CT scan and a biopsy of my lung and a biopsy of my neck to find out what it was. And um, yeah, this I saw the doctor on Thursday and then on Monday night I got this, yeah, at stage four lung cancer. So it was, it was such a shock, you know, I'm being so, so healthy, sorry. never yeah. having smoked. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was the absolute shock of my life. And, and to have to tell my family, you know, tell my parents was, was the worst thing. I suppose everything happened so quickly. Did you even have time to sort of process how you were feeling from the diagnosis to, well, quickly having to share this information with your family? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much time. I didn't didn't tell them when I was going through all the, the, you know, the investigations. I thought, oh, wait till I know what it is. So, um, but yeah, then I thought, okay, I need to tell them. I need to not let them worry. But, you know, stage four lung cancer is not not a good thing to tell tell your, your family i didn't i didn't share where it had spread to i just said i've got lung cancer at stage four and i'm going to do everything i can to to you know to get better yeah um and and do, yeah, i, I had to also got... obviously tell my my children as your well children, <laughs> exactly i mean how did how did you tell your children did, did you use the c mm-hmm. word did you use the word cancer or how did you sort of phrase it to, to let them know 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to do because obviously I've never had cancer. Nobody very close to me has had cancer. So I really didn't know how to handle it. But my, my oncologist was fantastic. And he said, don't use the C word when you tell your children, because when you tell them it's something they're going to remember forever, you've got to break them into it gently. So, so that's what I did. You know, I told them I was sick. I said I was probably going to get worse and then I would get better. And and I said it was in my lungs. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I took my, my 12-year-old to, to see my oncologist and he explained it in more detail. So I think that helped to sort of break her in. My six-year-old is too young to understand, really. You know, he, he just knows mommy's sick, but she doesn't look sick. Yeah, ignorance is bliss sometimes. And I know that, you know, it's probably quite hard to, to share that with your husband as well, because I read that he, he lost his parents to cancer and and you know it's something so dreadful yeah. but you needed to share really it hard. it was such a terrible shock for him because he lost his parents at quite a young age to to, to cancer and he doesn't have any brothers and sisters so you know he, he's on his own and i was always the super fit healthy wife who was going to live to be a hundred so um yeah, it was a terrible shock for him as well. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And and Shirley, I mean, your your sort of um, family is also overseas as well. Um, I'm afraid we lost uh, that the connection uh, there. Uh, we'll return to, uh, to the interview. Uh, no, we've got you back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. We sort of lost the connection there for a second. Are you able to hear me, Shirley? Oh, yes, I can hear you. Excellent. Um, so I, I was just um, asking, you know, you've got families, uh, you've got family overseas as well. What was it like sort of sharing this uh, news with them? Because it makes it more difficult because they, they want to see you. Nope, I think we've lost the connection there. Um, well, we'll try and get Shirley back uh, on the line uh, this afternoon. We're talking uh, about her uh, journey to handling cancer and, and what comes next. So uh, feel free to join us on Facebook. We'll, we'll continue uh, streaming there.
Calling out Sister on RTHK Radio 3 with Breakout. Uh, welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. We're talking to Shirley Adrain, the founder of Career Catalyst Group. And this afternoon, we're talking about her shocking discovery of having stage 4 lung cancer and also what comes next. Shirley, thank you so much. Apologies for, 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 the, for the reception problem. Um, so, uh, you know, I was asking, you know, you've got family overseas as well. What was that like, sort of sharing the information uh, with them? And, and how much did, did you share? Because, you, you know, they'd want to support you through this. But, you know, you, you've also got the added part. You don't want to worry them because they're so far away. Yeah, I mean, I, I shared with them, you know, the nights I had my diagnosis, then I, I shared with them that I had stage four lung cancer. Um and I just said, I didn't share where it had spread to because I felt that was just too much for them to, to take in at that time. Um, so I, I just shared that I had it and that I had a great oncologist and he was going to start treatment straight away. And, and that I was determined to beat it. And I said, do not Google this. You know, you know, take take your guidance from me rather than than Googling, um, you know, because I'm, I'm a fit and healthy person and I'm, and I'm going to tackle it my way. So that that that's how i shared it with them yeah um so what sorts of treatment did you go for then to 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 um, handle this well i thought i would go on chemo that that's what i expected to happen you know when you get cancer um but i was fortunate because they did a, a very detailed you know check on the genetic mutation of my cancer and and the type that it is responds to a targeted therapy and targeted therapy is just one tablet that you take a day, um, which you know, does a great job you know, in most cases of, of reducing the cancer. Um, so I'm I'm on one called Tegreso, um, uh, which I'm fortunate to get in Hong Kong, and um, and and it has done an amazing job at really shrinking the cancer and to the extent that now I've only, or at least in the beginning of January, I, I only had a couple of small tumours and a lung. And one small tumor in my liver, and I'm hoping oh, wow. that they're gone the next time I have a scan. I'm really hoping that's the case. Fingers crossed. Congratulations, uh, Shirley. Yeah, how yeah, did thank you know you. you would respond so well? To, or how did your oncologist know that you would respond better to targeted therapy? Um, be, because of my, the genetic mutation, but he has said that my response has been better yeah. than, than than most of his patients. Um, I, I, because I think I'm treating it holistically and doing a lot of other things. So I've been lucky to have that mutation. I've been lucky that my immune system and, and, and I, I, I hope the other things I'm doing have, have worked. I mean, what I should say is this targeted therapy only works for one to two years and then the cancer mutates and progresses. So that's why I need to do a lot of other things to stop that happening. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you've really sort of taken on a, a lifestyle change. What else did you do um, mm -hmm. as part of your, your, your treatment? Um, well, I, I researched and then I reached out to my network and, and met a medical researcher who's amazing. And she's really helped me because she's helped get her husband into remission from stage four colon cancer. Wow. So she shared with me all her top tips, which was absolutely fantastic. It saved me probably months of research. Um, and, and she put me in touch with the right sort of resources, you know, websites, doctors, etc., the right books to read. And, and I just did a lot of work on, on what what I needed to do to treat it holistically. So I changed my diet. Um, I exercised even more <laughs> than I did before. 
Um, I do a lot of exercises for my bones because when they had cancer in them, there's little holes where the cancer was. So I need to make sure I've built my muscle tone up to to support that. Um, and I, I mean, I, I really look at it holistically. So taking the right kind of supplements that, that, that help make you feel a lot better and, and help stop cancer progressing, taking some repurposed medicines that, that help cancer to, you know, not to progress um, and really doing a lot of reading. And then obviously looking at the, the, the mind, which is, I think, a hugely important part of, of dealing with cancer, our attitude to it. And, and as, as I'm a very positive and hopeful person, I really was looking at, OK, what you, let's follow the people who are beating lung cancer and who are beating you know, stage four cancer. What are they doing that's different from the others? And, and let's see if I can do the same things. Yeah. So, so I really I do meditation. I do yoga. I try not to get stressed because stress is, is a huge part of lung cancer. Um, so, so really, I want to remove the things that might have created my cancer in the first place. Yeah, you mentioned just now you changed your diet. What, what sorts of mm-hmm. diet uh, or did you eliminate certain food groups from your diet um, to sort of eat cleaner? Yes, I mean, I always, I'd always eaten quite clean um, and I'd been doing the sort of keto diets, not being very strict with it. But then I read that the keto diet is quite good for 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 certain types of cancer, so uh, including lung cancer. So, so now I, I do a mostly keto diet, so I mostly vegan and or vegetarian, um, just a few pieces of protein, and then I try and keep myself in ketosis so that the the body is, is burning fat for fuel, which which um, cancer cells can't do. So that I have a really really low glucose which which cancer burns for fuel so so I, you know hopefully that that will will work to sort of stop my cancer from being able to grow as quickly as it might have done without it yeah you mentioned a really good point just now you know and that is you know staying positive and and happy mm-hmm. because we often hear that you know people's moods can can, can be a bit can, can be a big driver um, mm-hmm. of change when it comes to battling cancer or, or just illnesses in general. Um, how did you mentally prepare yourself for this battle? Because it can be a long journey. And, yeah. and how do you sort of mentally prepare yourself to, to stay positive? Yeah, I mean, I really had to sort of look at my life and, and look at, you know, why, why was this happening to me? You know, what is, what is the meaning from this? What, what are the lessons I can learn? And, and so I decided that, that, you know, everything I've learned in my life has, has, has set me up. To, to deal with this and, 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 you know, being able to, to reach out to the right resources, you know, looking at it holistically um, and, and, you know, being there for my family. I did not want to just imagine dying in a couple of years and leaving my children, you know, without yeah. a mother, and a husband, without a wife. I just thought that I don't want to keep counting down the months mm. until the stats say I might die. I, I, instead of that, I want to look at there's so many amazing treatments out there that are still being developed and, are, and being rolled out. So we can't predict when we're going to die. I mean, none of us can predict when we're going to die. We might be run over by a bus tomorrow. So, you know, I think it's basically, I, I decided I'm going to focus on living and living my best life and, and being there for my family stopping stressing about little things um and and just looking at all the being grateful for everything i have really and all the positives in my life so that's been helpful to really kind of follow my purpose in life understand why i'm here and 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 take a lot of learnings from this experience yeah shirley you're so strong and so brave and just such a great role model and a real inspiration to you know 
not just people who are battling cancer, but just to people in, in general. It's really important to sort of show that gratitude and, and just be happy with what you have because it really develops a, a happier and a, and a healthier m- mindset. Um, and, and, you know, we know that if for people going through cancer or just, you know, different types of illnesses, it can be quite lonely. Um, sure, you've got the support of your family and, and friends, um, but... N- no one really knows what you're going through unless they're going through it themselves. You know, were there any yeah. sort of support groups or, or networks that you've had to sort of actively seek out uh, in order to find that sort of like-mindedness um, so, that pe- so that you can lean on each other for support? Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, I found for me that there are some Facebook pages that I find yes. useful. So I found one specific to my cancer and where people are oh, being one positive. one specifically and- to your cancer? Yeah, oh, even wow. my mutation. <laughs> so, um, so, 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 you know, that's helpful to see what are other people with exactly the same genetic mutation. What, what are they doing? Um, and then other ones which are forced, are focused on starving cancer and what people are doing to, to, to starve cancer and, and and where there's oncologists and specialists they are sharing latest research. So, so I think ha- having those resources is good and and focusing on the positive ones where they're really looking at you know what can you do to live longer um, because I think it's really important to, to you know surround yourself by positive people and and to really you know look look at you know not not look at this as a, as a really negative thing because you know we, we need to live our best life really don't we and and, and you know and, and enjoy enjoy what what is left of our lives absolutely and this goes for mm-hmm. for everyone really you mentioned mm-hmm. your oncologist a, a, a few times i mean h- how important is it to really find a good oncologist who's really supportive of your sort of decisions um, who are just not like, okay, you've got to do it this way because this way yeah. is, you know, I'm the medical expert sort of thing. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of oncologists are like that. I mean, I'm quite lucky to have a young, open-minded one um, and who's been fantastic. But I would say that I don't just have one oncologist. I have one who, here who prescribes my medicine, who I say who's fantastic. But I also have an integrated one in Singapore and I have another one in the US. So I basically... You know, get second opinions and third opinions, um, and it's very important. Yes, 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 uh, because they are looking. They are lo- looking at it holistically. So you know, the one in Singapore has um, has a naturopath who works for him, who just focuses on cancer, and a dietitian who just focuses on cancer. Um, and the one in the US is very leading edge on, on the, his latest developments and repurposed meds that he uses. So, so you, you have to kind of choose who you want to follow and, and, and make your own decisions. I think I, I think that's really important to feel empowered. When, when you have cancer and not just be waiting to see what we you know what one oncologist is going to tell you to do I mean oncologists are not dietitians that's not their training so I think it's important to, to seek out the experts who can really help you yeah um finally Shirley you know what can you share um, with those who are going through um, you know cancer or types of sort of long-term illnesses and what can they take away um, from what you've learned so far in your journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I guess the key things for me is is getting a great support team in place. So having the right people and mobilizing them and they're going to be a different type of support team than you might have for other things. You know, I mean, I've got amazing people who are helping me who I hardly knew beforehand. Um, so, so finding the right people to support you, the, who, who you know can really help you. 
taking ownership, as I, I just said, you know, feeling empowered. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's, it's, it's your body and you have to decide what you're going to eat, you know, what you're going to put into it, what's the right medicine for you, um, you know, h- how much risks you want to take around, you know, supplements, repurpose meds, you know, working out, etc. how you're going to deal with radiotherapy and chemotherapy, are you going to fast during it, etc. So really taking ownership and making those decisions yourself. And mastering your mind, I think, is so important. So, you know, kind of washing out the negative emotions, um, you know, what makes you stressed, have you not forgiven people, you know, what makes you angry and frustrated. So trying to sort of remove that so that your body is focusing on healing and not, you know, not that sort of survival mode. Um, so, so I think that's where it's important to really keep calm and rested. For me, very much following my purpose and why am I here and, and really sort of rethinking that, especially when you've got cancer. And focusing on doing what you love. So, you know, I think many people expected me to give up work and stop doing many of the things I enjoyed, but I've just actually streamlined my life and I don't work full time and I've stopped overscheduling things, although that, that's still a challenge. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer in the mind-body connection. So, so so continue to follow my passions like like singing. Um, and I think, I guess the last thing is really never give up hope because it's one of the most important cancer-fighting tools we have. You do not know what medicine is just about to be launched that, that could, you know, could bring you back from, from the brink of death. And I have seen that happen with people. You really thought they only had months to live and then suddenly they get a new treatment and, it, you know, it really works wonders. So, so definitely never giving up hope. Absolutely. I think it's very important. Yeah, and Shirley, I really admire that, you know, right from the beginning, you're very open uh, to talking about your journey. And and I think, you know, rather than using the energy to hide things, you know, it's good to put things Mm -hmm. out in the open. And so that, you know, people can can care about you and and also uh, allows you to to be authentic and and really talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, how you're feeling or whether you're tired and, 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 you know, so there's there's greater awareness and acceptance about going through uh, uh, illnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, Des on the Facebook page says, "Wishing you a speedy recovery." Um, thank you uh, to, to Des. Thank you. And thank you very much, Shirley, for, for your sharing. And I wish you uh, the, the, a speedy recovery. And uh, hopefully, the next time we speak, um, the, the cancer will shrunk, and you never know about the, the the medicine that's about to launch. And thank you so much yeah. for your sharing. I really, really admire um, your, your your journey and, and your sharing. Shirley, remind our listeners once again: if people want to get in touch with you, can they do mm-hmm. so by by reaching you? Yeah, I mean they can reach they can get reach me through my website, it's Shirley Adrain well Shirley at crewcatholicsgroup.com or you can get me on LinkedIn, it's Shirley Adrain, which is an easy one because my surname is <laughs> a strange spelling. <laughs> so there's only one of me. <laughs> the one um, and the only Shirley Adrain. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'm so glad, you know, that there's you're so resourceful. You know, you managed to find a Facebook group that was specifically for your cancer mm-hmm. with the mutation. And I think it is mm-hmm. a, about being resourceful and, and finding and leaning on others and finding that sort of support network who will be supportive mm-hmm. uh, to what you're going through um once again shirley thank you so much for your sharing and i look forward to more chats with you uh, next month thank you very much indeed okay, okay thanks noreen thank you